You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, you better take 
to African Perspectives, where we review the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters, in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
report us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So he poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi, Hotel Family. Hope everything is well for you today. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hope you had a good weather to do it in, but of course, if you didn't, this call may be recorded or transcribed. Unfortunately, um, you know, you had to do what you had to do. That's just the bottom line. You just got to do what you got to do. <laughs> You're listening to African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, 
Wednesday and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at Time for an Awakening. That's right. Time for an Awakening. Media. Word, that kind of threw me off. You know, nothing should ever throw you off, man. You should always just stay on your focus, you know what I'm saying? Stay on your grind, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I guess because I, I'm, I'm excited about this week, you know, this this Friday, uh, my good brother Gerald Thompson, uh, who was in the documentary Watch Stack, will be my guest. That's the focus. And, of course, Wednesday, Wednesday's program is Marcus Garvey, a tribute to Marcus Garvey. It's his birthday, 135th birthday of Marcus Mosiah Garvey. So, you know, I got a caller here that seems anxious to get in. Caller 215. 215. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning. This is Brother Stanley. Hey, how you doing, dear brother? How are you? I thank the creator. You know, I was calling you. I thought I was going to get you on your personal line. I'm I'm glad I got you on your podcast, man. Okay, well, good. Good. You know, I I was just thinking about this, and I was going to call you about this, a topic about the kidnapped Africans that is now considered African Americans. Uh We never gave an opportunity to discuss whether those of us who are descendants of the kidnapped Africans and then enslaved for 246 years, whether we wanted to or not be a part of this this madness system we call the United yeah. States of America. Right. I, I've heard this discussion every, before. Yes, go ahead. Every other ethnic group besides us come here and make a decision that they want to be a part of this United States of government system we should be advocating to be able to have an opportunity to determine whether we the descendants of the kidnapped africans want to be a part of this government i hear some of our brothers and sisters advocate that we are americans because our ancestors blood and and, and, and did all of this but the reality of it is i am a descendant of a kidnapped african at this point, I would like to have a decision whether or not I want to be a part of this governmental system that we call the United States. Or either, and this stuff has been running through my mind. Some of us would like to repatriate back to the continent that we originally was kidnapped from. Yes. Some of us would prefer to go and live in some of the islands like Randall Robertson did. He got sick yeah. and tired of this. He wrote the book, The Debt. Right. He said, I'm out of here because I don't see no way that this government, these white supremacists are going to change to advance our our collective cause. Exactly. And some of us want to be a part of this system, and they should have a right if they want to stay on this landmass. But I am one of those who think like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was trying to advocate Give us some of this land so we can have self-governance. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be underneath your mm-hmm. government of the United States of America. We were like, and you got 48 states. Even if you're going to do a, a, a compensation for what you did to us and when you kidnapped us, we should be advocating like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was trying to do. Get some of this land that we could call our own and have mm-hmm. self-governance. Right. Yeah, I know. And I don't hear that. Yeah, I know the Nation but, of Islamic call for that as well as the Republic of New Africa. 
has called for that, and they still do. Uh, but for me personally, I, I, I think that's futile because you, you're asking for some land in the midst of an open sworn enemy. You, we've seen what they have done. You've seen the, right, the reason why we're in the poor, pitiful condition that we're in is because of the mean, evil spiritedness of the European, the Caucasian, the Urugu, the cracker. You know, any time that we have come together to pull resources and do for ourselves, they vamped on us. They vamped on us in Rosewood. They vamped on us in Tulsa, you know, um, uh, Bowley, Oklahoma, um, Allen, Allentown in L.A., uh, Arkansas, Elaine, Arkansas. You know, there's so many and there's so many times that they've done this, you know. So to me, um, the only thing, the only solution that I see. The only solution that I see is pan-Africanism is to go home, is to repatriate and get the brothers and sisters on the continent to realize, to get these Chinese, get these crackers, get these Arabs, get these Indians, get all of these folks out of Africa and let us come home and work together to build Africa. Africa is the richest continent on the planet still after hundreds of years of being plundered, hundreds of years of being raped. It is still the richest continent on the planet, still yielding gold, still yielding diamonds, still yielding uh, all these huge resources, titanium, bauxite, cobalt, you name it. And yet, and yet we beg to be here. The reason why I, I, I emphasize at least the four options, because each, each we should be have an option to determine individually what we would like to do and what we would like to have as a as 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 an option to either be a part of this United States of America, to go back to Africa like you're proposing, to do what Randall Robinson done, but also when you look at this continent, because when we look at at the continent, the landmass, the landmass was given to the human beings by the Creator. It was there coming over and 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 and, and create create genocide and taking this land, the land itself is not the problem. It's the governance over the land. If you look at Canada, Canada is connected to North America. Uh, Mexico is connected to this land, man. But each one of them countries that I just named have their own governance. It's not the land. It's who's governing over the land. And I, and I agree with you. This is why I was in the military. So if we learn from the past, if we were to get three or four states, we would have to make coalitions with other countries. Just like as you look, look at Ukraine. Ukraine is a part of the Russian landmass, but they got when they when they had their own independent government. Even though Russia is coming and doing what you believe that America would do, when I believe they would do it too eventually. But we have to have alliances so if something like that does occur that we have some way of defending ourselves. Yeah, and see, I understand that. I I I, I do, and obviously if 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 we were granted four or five states like uh, Republic of New Africa, we definitely would need a defense force, a serious defense force, and those yes. and those kinds of alliances, particularly with Russia, countries that uh, uh, are are not favorable to the United States, because if they're favorable to the United States, then they will assist the United States in sabotage and 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 doing some evil shit to you know. Uh, destabilize us or even kill us eliminate us you know that's why I'm saying you know us being on the land that they have taken you know uh, I don't think 
would be a good idea. But I mean that you know, if given the choice, if people want to do that, that's fine. You know, but I think mm-hmm. the ultimate for us, if we're going to be a, a people who are self-defining, self-respecting, who are independent, self-determining, liberated, and sovereign as a sovereign people, the only place that we can do it is on the continent. We can't even do it in the Caribbean. The Caribbeans uh, uh, are basically, uh, you know, playgrounds for Caucasians. That's what the Caribbean but is. But look at Cuba. Cuba, you got you got to look at Cuba. Cuba um, is is an example of and Haiti. Even though even though both of them islands is catching hell because yeah. of the yeah. no because of the racism that is a part of the white right. supremacy system. Exactly. But in reality, in reality, they do. Have, I'm talking about self government. Whatever right. goes along with these things right. is another is another thing. But well, how do we gain self-governance? As a matter of fact, I, I well, listened to word, and it, it was um, this weekend. I didn't know that there was a Black Panther in Tanzania uh, um, 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 uh, um, state over there. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. I've been to Ghana, Togo, Dahomey. Sure. I've been to Kemet, and I've been to these different places. But when I talk about the kidnapped Africans that were stolen and kidnapped and brought over here and, 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 and converted into slaves, this is another demographic that needs to be able to have a discussion because I do not believe that, that, that we ask the white folks to stop doing what they believe is benefiting them. And white folks, it, 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 the devil is as the devil does. <laughs> and if we want them to stop being devils, they don't have the capacity to That's stop right. being it's who not they in them. are. It's not in them. It's not who they are. No, it's not in them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for those of us amongst us that keep, of spinning us playing three card Molly with the Democrat Republicans and this whole United Snakes system, we are just keep spinning our people down in the downward spiral. Right. Let's come out of find ways of coming out of her, and then we can start to develop a, a, a paradigm of existence that has some meanings for us as a people. Because I'm telling you, I'm 70 years old. Me too. I, I'm, I'm I see the the progression of our downward spiral. There's a book. Um, the return by Yaro Mars. Mm-hmm. If people would study this, the, the, the timelines and all this stuff, we in a deep situation. And if we don't come together and save ourselves the next 400 years or 300 years, <laughs> or have whatever time frame we use, we're going to be in a deeper, deeper, right. no, we will be eliminated. No, we will yeah. be eliminated. That, that's, that's the facts. I mean, when you consider yeah, just, that the Chinese are talking about uh, uh, planting on African soil, 300 million Chinese. When you consider what India is still trying to do in, in their stronghold with Uganda and so forth, when you consider what the Arabs have done, particularly in North Africa and other places, and of course the Caucasian will always be there manipulating and undermining. So if we don't control that land which is ours, which is a place that, you know, no, we don't have to ask anybody. We don't have to ask the UN, no damn body. We just need to go and take our land back with the assistance of our brothers and sisters who are there and work with them not have the mentality that 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 some of us had when we went to Liberia now because I've been enslaved and I'm lighter skinned than you and you are African you black I'm better than you and then those who are black and African well I wasn't enslaved so I'm better than you just foolishness forget all these petty differences all of these divisions come together as an African people has won and control our land and control our resources. That is the bottom line. That is the bottom line. And we can only do that 
there. We can't do it anywhere else. Uh, and, you know, we, but like I said, if we did it someplace else, we would need the assistance of others and we would need a good defense force, even if it's in the Caribbean, because the Caribbean is still Commonwealth. The Caribbean is still you know controlled by French. And con- Yeah, go ahead. No, the point that I'm making, we, we as, as as black people on this planet, um, the, we have to admit that the European, ever since he came out the caves of Europe, has been a cancer to us as a collective people. People of color, period. Mm-hmm. But the Chinese has been able to regroup from the damage that they did. And thank God for Mao Zedong and his right. teachers and, right. and, his, and his efforts. Um, um, but the point that I'm making is, the continent itself is in disarray yes. from the leadership point of view. Or lack of, yes. From the leadership point of view. Um, I, I, when when, when, when Obama, Barack Obama participated in the murder of Gaddafi, mm-hmm. that's no... One thing he threw his, his pastor, Jeremiah Wright, underneath the bus. Yes. But when he was a participant in the a, in a murder of uh, Gaddafi, that was unforgivable, forgivable. Listen, 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 it, we listen. Got, we for, me, ways and means for me, yes, that, for me, I agree with you mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. I will never forgive that son of a bitch for that murder and for what the West did. Because what there was no greater friend at that moment in time for African people than Muammar Gaddafi, who was willing and who was the president at the time of the AU to steer in the right direction and utilizing the uh, uh, the dinar, the gold coin has a currency for Africa, getting out of the petrol dollars and so forth. They understood that. So the West got together with their, with their ugly campaign, their smear campaign of, of, of Gaddafi stealing from his people, the murderer, a despot, all this kind of stuff to murder him, to justify his murder. And Barack Obama was the head of that. I agree with you, my brother. I agree with you. Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to be long with it, but the, but we need uh, um, Kwame Torre mm-hmm. um, made a statement that I agree with. I listen to a lot of people's stuff. But I try to get the get the what what really comes out to me, what is undisputable truth. That we the the black people the the blacks on the continent the blacks in the diaspora we have everything we need mm-hmm. we couldn't ask the creator for anything mm-hmm. else for salvation for our salvation number one but the problem that we all have and as a collective even here in in the United States of America we ha- we, we we mistake mobilization for organization mm-hmm. and he kept saying organize 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 mm-hmm. now what are we talking about organize. Take our collective intelligence here. Take our collective um, resources. Get in, a, get in a, a, a conference and come out with a, a collective methodology that we're going to use to be able to organize all of this for the betterment mm-hmm. of ourselves, which will be the betterment for the world. But until we do that, we 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 we, we are so um, 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 uh, um, unorganized mm-hmm. that other people taking advantage of sure. our unorganization That's you know right. when i look at the black community born and raised in north philadelphia and 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 and, and, and i look and see the demise it all occurred because we was unorganized and people took advantage of our disorganization that's right and they don't it collectively worldwide that's right that's right and that's why when, when you get brothers like yourself and myself and other brothers that come together and talking about what we're talking about uh, they find ways and means to undermine us. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say one more thing, brother, please. 
I believe, in my estimate, those 74 million people that voted with Trump and those who didn't vote but have his sentiments is our best ally. Okay. It, they, you know, if we was, if we are able to be able to sit down at the table with these peoples and let them know, listen, you are our problem and we are your problem. Let's work together so we can eliminate us from you and you from us. <laughs> okay. Instead of looking at them as adversaries, let's look at them as our our our, our, our allies in the, in 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 the sense of they don't want us and we don't want them. So I'll let's say, get together I'll and say. find out how we can get rid of you and you can get rid of us. <laughs> that, that's that's my thought. All right, brother. Well, listen. What's your name again, brother? Right. Brother. Um, brother, brother Stanley. Stanley. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And heard yeah. from you a while, brother Stan, brother Stan. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, sir. Well, listen, I, I, it, you know, you couldn't make it up. I was calling just to holler at you, and okay. then when I called, I called, and here we having a conversation. Well, listen, here's your, here, your, right. Network. This is yes, great. Sir. This has been great, and I appreciate the, you know. But listen, here's my home number. Uh, if you're ready, go ahead, take it down. Hold on a minute. Let uh, me, sure. Let me get a pen right quick. And, and listen, I, I, while I'm doing this, I appreciate you, brother Ellis, because we need to be able to have ways of communicating sure. with each other and our people. And it's not that our people won't work in their best interest. It's just that we have to create the, the, the ability to communicate with them. I always say that we need to take a, a page out of Jehovah's Witnesses' book. That's we need right. to figure out a way to <laughs> advertise, advertise, advertise. stand on them corners mm-hmm. and talk to our people and share this information so our people can start to understand what is in their best interest and what is not. Right. Well, I appreciate Brother I'm Elliot too, man. To be on, I appreciate Brother Elliot too for allowing me to be on this program with African perspectives. Uh, Brother Oshi, O S H I, four one four three two four five seven nine six four one four three two four five seven nine six. Yeah, we're going to be talking okay, about Marcus Garvey. We'll be talking about Marcus Garvey on his birthday on Wednesday, and then this Friday, uh, Watt Stacks is the fiftieth anniversary. Of when Stax Records went to LA to put a concert on after seven years after the 1965 Watts riot. So I got a brother who was there, you know, at the Watts Stack piece. So, yeah. So, a good, interesting week. And, I, and you kicked it off right, Stanley. I appreciate this call, brother. Yes, sir. All right. Continue to listen, man. If you got anything else, just say I will. Okay. If you got anything Please. else, hit star twice and you can get in. Okay. Hit star. I'm sorry. Hit star twice and you can get in, okay? All right, brother. And uh, 334-334, good afternoon. 334. Good afternoon, brother. I'm uh, tuning in a little little late, but I'm just listening for the day. Oh, okay, so, uh, okay. My hands are busy right now. So, All right, go ahead um, then, brother. Lewis. We'll I appreciate you on you. Wednesday, though, for Marcus Garvey. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. All right, brother, peace. Peace, peace. All right. All right, that was good. That was right on. Okay, um, brother Stanley, he's called before. Okay, let me get back to where I was. I was trying to make this um, intro, wasn't I? Yes, I was. Okay, and once again, African perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. And of course, I did that part. And now, um, the programming. Okay, the programming we have here on Time for the Awakening Media. Now, once again, um, not very much on Time for the Awakening, unfortunately, this time. But I hope that will change very, very soon. And because um, there's aside from this program, it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 
and all times are going to give it Eastern times. The next program up is tomorrow from 8 to 10. Tomorrow, Tuesday from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. And then Friday from 8 to 10, Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And then Saturday from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And uh, then on Sunday from 7 until, once again, Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832. Or you can use the, you know, because uh, you can check out previous recorded programs. You go to Time for an Awakening and... At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts and click on that and there will be programs that are dated and titled. And of course, if you want to use a shortcut, whatever search engine you use, Firefox, Google Chrome, whatever, put in babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. And I appreciate a number of people, particularly Brother Kwaku, for making that happen. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Brothers and sisters, get everything you need from American African-owned businesses from webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bomani Tahim and my good brother and friend, he is once again doing all that he can to expose our people to the joy of the motherland and Get the idea of repatriation into the minds of our people because that's what we need to do. That's, you know, and I understand what Brother Stan was talking Brother Stanley was talking about too. That would, that would be great to have a vote like that. And, you know, but I'm going to tell you, you know, uh, all of our strength and all of our energy to be putting, to, putting us together to work with our brothers and sisters on the continent to really change the dynamic for African people going into the next century and hopefully starting to make that really a reality by the 2050, which of course I definitely may not be alive by that time, you know, but um, you know, I, I would hope that things start to move in that direction. Africa for the African, Brother Bamani Tahimba is going to go to um, Tanzania November 17th through the 28th for $4,000, Tanzania. Then December 24th to January 5th to Ghana, $4,000. Then March 30th to December 10th, excuse me, March 30th to April 10th, 2023, $3,800 still to Senegal and Gambia. May 24th to June 5th, 2023, $4,000 to Ghana. July 20th to the 29th, still $3,800 to Liberia. And then November 16th to November 27th, 2023, $4,000 to Tanzania. And then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, for $4,200 to South Africa. Brothers and sisters, go to the website, Africa. For the Africans.org, and there you'll have everything you need to take a trip of a lifetime. And you, you don't have to go on these trips. Everything you need to make that trip to Ghana, to make that trip to Tanzania, Mozambique, wherever on the continent, all the forms you'll need, the all kinds of good information is right there. Uh, ability to invest, ability to repatriate the Pan African community, 
in Ghana that is happening. All of that is there for you, brothers and sisters. Africa for the African.org. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated.org. Habasha stands for Helping Africans by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. Um, I've been talking about the Kashi Project and the launch. Uh, the launch is October 8th through the 17th, 2022. And so what I decided to do is for you is put the information up. Now, I've asked you to go to the launch. And believe me, brothers and sisters, it's beautiful. Uh, Habashaw has developed the Kashi Research and Training Institute for transmitting indigenous knowledge, Af- indigenous African knowledge of housing, organic agriculture, renewable energy, traditional medicine, and cultural arts. Kashi will also serve as a transitional living and learning space for Africans of the diaspora aiming to return to live in Ghana. When you see the the uh, solar panels up, the, all the, I mean, it's, it's done. Brother, it looks beautiful. Go to habashahincorporated.org. Um, There's a part that we talk about the Kashi. There's a link right there. Just click on it, and all the th- stuff will be available to you and how beautiful it is. Man, I tell you, uh, here's the itinerary. Uh, you leave October 8th, departing, uh, and uh, arrive in Ghana. Then the, the forest, uh, where you can, you know, that the walk, that I don't know if you've heard about that. You can walk and go above the forest, yeah. Then you, you can go to, and then on October 11th, uh, the dungeons in Cape Coast and Elmina dungeons. And then uh, October 12th, a day and night time in the nightlife of Accra, Accra, Ghana. And then on the 13th, they'll travel to the Volta region. And on the 14th, you go to Tagbo Falls and, this, and the solar installations in what we're talking about here. And then, of course, the Kanchi International, the Kashi International launch and celebration. Uh, you can climb the mountain and then check out the monkey sanctuary. And then you'll be flying back home. Be flying back to wherever. I'm not sure what airlines is using, but it's $4,000. Uh, double occupancy, double, and 45 for a single. Okay, here's what the cost covers. Uh, round trip airfare, ground transportation, entry fees, food, three vegan meals a day, lodging, you know, at some of the places they'll be lodging at, and Ghanaian tour guides. What the cost does not cover is your passport, uh, your Ghanaian visa, uh, spending money, immunization, COVID tests, and so forth. Uh, remember, you got to have some shots, yellow fever, okay, malaria. Got to have those, camera fees, and tips. And so check it out for yourself, dear brothers and sisters. Um, Habashawincorporated.org. And I'll be talking about that again, okay? Habashawincorporated.org. Yeah. The LEDGE program, LEDGE stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. LEDGE has 12 projects in six different countries in Africa. And, of course, they deal with the four areas that human beings need. Food, water, clothing, and shelter. These are the areas of great importance for human existence. And so become become a member of the LEDGE group. Because if you are a member of the LEDGE group, then you have the opportunity to buy land in Tanzania. That's right. $250 an acre. $250 an acre you can buy land. And, of course, the many projects that the ledge has, it's dynamic. i got to get Peter Brown on, on the program again real soon. Okay, so I'm going to be calling before I leave. Uh, once again, I'm leaving this Saturday, 
for Hartford, Connecticut. So I'll be gone all next week. Um, I'll be in Hartford for our 50th anniversary of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters Convention. It's my pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril at 731-327-6229, 731-327-6229, and set up a program with Brother Jabril to help you get you healthy, get you off those prescribed medications into more holistic, you know. Also, too, if you want to send him an email, send him an email at smipharmacy at gmail. That's S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Smile Pharmacy. All right. And, of course, the new one I constantly have pushing, and that is uh, Brother Moses West and the Moses West Foundation asking to donate. Um, I apologize to, to <coughs> Mama Nabantu. I still haven't given a conversation with her about our, you know, but I did talk to her. And so I, I definitely want to develop a donation that we're asking you to donate to for the Moses West Foundation to, to provide water in Africa, water in African, in one of the countries in Africa, or multiple countries in Africa. Of course, you know the, the Moses West Foundation was founded and developed to provide, world, to, to provide the world with water crisis relief, addressing disaster impact zones, water scarcity, water rescue, through your contributions, we are continuously able to support our mission of providing clean and safe drinking water using the sustainable atmospheric water generation technology. AWG, atmospheric water generation. All that is, is he has this machine that collects the moisture out of the air as it condenses, and he can make water, continuously make water. There is no issue of water shortage as long as there's the atmosphere and this machine can make the water and you have it. That's why um, the machine makes the water, but you're going to need a, some place to store the water because it will make the water and the water will come out. But you got to store it. Anyway, so uh, what's next? Yeah, I tell you. I tell you. Okay. Without his Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here in Atlanta, uh, Ralph David Abernathy across the street from uh, so vegetarian up the street from the shrine of the black madonna and of course the shrine is open on fridays and saturdays from one to seven uh, where you can go into the shrine and buy oh, well, all kinds of stuff furniture clothing artwork books the red black and green shoes but also to this saturday the 20th the shrine will have the marcus garvey celebration at the shrine of the black madonna marcus garvey celebration that is 946 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard. If you want to give the Shrine a call, give them a call at 405-549-8676. That's 405-549-8676. The Shrine of the Black Madonna. Getting back to Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar up the street from the Shrine. They have delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and all kinds of good stuff at Wadada's. Give them a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. The Medu Bookstore at the Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia, had her birthday this past weekend. And brothers and sisters, I'm feeling bad. I can't wait to go give Mama Nia a hug. I had to pick up my grandson. Some things happened, and bam, I missed it this past Friday. 
Just I missed it, man. But give Mama Nia a call if you're looking for books, postcards, greeting cards, t-shirts, and figurines, all kind of good stuff at 404-346-3263. That's 404-346-3263. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia at 770 305-6373. 770 305-6373. Contact my good brother because You know why? There's light in the Black Dot. He is located in Lithonia, that is east of Atlanta, off of I-20. I-20 going east. And the next exit after that exit is where the new Black Wall Street Market is, exit 75, Turner Hill Road. You take that exit, you make a right, and you go down three lights, you make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market in Stonecrest. The new Black Wall Street Market in Stonecrest here in the Atlanta area, metro area. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in their Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night from 9 to 10 on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. The name of the program is Dare to Win every Thursday night from 9 to 10. If you want to call to listen or call to give questions, comments, or concerns, dial 929 477 Two seven eight nine. That's nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. Us lifting us, the economic development cooperative for our people. The Homeland Village, brother BJ, is not open on Mondays, but he's open from Tuesday through Sunday, eleven a.m. to one. Excuse me, eleven a.m. to eight p.m. Uh, in twenty nine ten Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Twenty nine ten Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Give brother BJ a call at four seven eight. Two five six one one six six. That's four seven eight. Two five six one one six six. The Homeland Village and Gift Shop. That brother has all kinds of stuff. Believe me, man. He even has a vegan restaurant, brothers and sisters. Yeah, he has all kinds of stuff. Up in that place, he got a tack of pen there and everything. Furniture, clothing, uh, CDs, DVDs, uh, holistic stuff. That the restaurant, man. Yeah. And, of course, a space outside where you can do presentations. That's why uh, when I went there to check it out, I went there to hear Omar, Dr. Umar Johnson, Umar Infante, Infantale, excuse me, Dr. Umar Infantale. Sun Goddess Sense, Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. For more information, contact my sister, Shelly Amonset at 404. 404- 404-434-7963 that's 404-434-7963 sun goddess since your one-stop natural shop and sister gabby Aurelia has been doing outstanding work with our young people in the island of haiti in the northeast portion of the island of haiti up in the hills and of course you know they don't have the ability to have a, a safety net to for the government to help fund programs they rely on people like me and you to make donations. So go to the website, okay? Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. Okay, Baba Baruti. Okay, I know I'm definitely got to make this announcement because this Friday, Baba Baruti will be making a presentation 
at the Meddu Bookstore in Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia's Bookstore, from 5 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. this Friday, August 19th, Unmasking the True Identity. Remember, he has a book out, you know, Identity, and I did a presentation from the book on, on, on the program, uh, the cultural Sealy Culture Society and Person Frontline Concepts Frontline Concepts in African Senate Sociology Identity. So, unmasking the true identity. That's this Friday, Baba Baruti. I'm not sure if there's a a, a video piece to that. I mean, not video, um, audio piece to that. But it's this Friday in person at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Okay, Baba Broody's Akaban Institute. And of course, you know, I've been promoting Akaban Institute for many, many years. Deservingly so. Deserves to be supported. You know, um, the, the school is open. This is going into the third week now. They're starting the third week of school. And, um, you know, Akaban Institute is a full-time African-centered homeschool program. 24 years of existence. Well, next year, the 25th anniversary, got to be something special. Courses include math, language, art, science, social studies, including African and American African history, the game of chess. Courses are taught by instructors who have experience educating elementary through college-level students. But this program, the African Center Homeschool Tutorial, is for students from the fourth grade through the twelfth grade, from fourth grade to twelfth grade for this new school year, 2022-23, and it's Zoom, and you can go through it through Zoom. So they have students from all around the country and all around the world. Remember, they had some students last year from, from Ghana. So you contact Baba Baruti, you can give him a call, or Mama Yah. At 404-753-7237. That's 404-753-7237. Or drop an email. Yabaruti at Yahoo or Mawalimubaruti at Yahoo. All right. Now that's one. And of course we got uh, the, the um, Warriors, the African Warriors Men's Day celebration, the sixth annual Warriors Men's Day celebration in honor of the Warriors. A lecture by Baba Baruti, and it's followed by the sister's dedication and question and answer. Saturday, September 10th, Saturday, September 10th, from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's going to be live and online. The donation is $10, $5 for Warriors in Training. No, it's it's $10, okay. (laughs) A live event to be held at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar in Lithonia. That's right. Give them a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. And of course, uh, the link for online viewers is blackdot.com forward slash events forward slash African Warriors Men's Day. Okay. All right, and and of course the last one here is the book Kibuka, which is the uh, remembering the Middle Passage through the eyes of our ancestors. This is the seventh annual Kibuka, and it's just very beautiful and very deep and emotional. Not necessarily, I mean, one may argue the beauty of it is understanding what has happened to us, 
and doing everything in our power to make sure it never happens again. That's going to be at the sweet spot, 675 Metropolitan Parkway here in Atlanta. And $20 for families, 15 for couples, and 10 for adults, and 5 for children. And once again, you can give the Baba Baru, you can give the Barudis a call at 404-753-7237. Brothers and sisters, yeah. Ah. The Inye Saysim, a daily lever. Yeah, I'm just taking this right up to the uh, to the break. <laughs> the Inye Saysim of daily lever, revolutionary thought. August 14th, Black Power. Mukasa, Dada, brother really, brother Willie Ricks. I love. I love Brother really, Willie Ricks. Love Brother Mukasa. Love Brother Mukasa, man. Good man. He was in the time with Dr. King and the SCLC. Southern Christian Legion. But more importantly, SNCC. Remember a SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Yep. The person who struggles to attain goals is stronger than the person who achieves them without self-exertion. Europeans understand this and know that true equality and opportunity can never be allowed in a Caucasian supremacist society. Why? Because we have historically struggled much more than they in every facet of life, and they would lose hands down in an open, fair competition. You always will kick their ass. The only reason why these crackers hold sway, development of superior weaponry. I've always said this, brothers and sisters, They've always found a better way to kill your ass. There is reason why that at the same time we will tell our children that race no longer matters. We still tell them that they have to be two or three times as good as their European peers in order to beat them. Why we tell them that? They are the best yet we train them to work for others. And why we tell them that? Can't die before you were born that the can't die yet we tell them that a powerful global African nation is impossible so we tell them no you can't say but yet we still say no we can't do that we can't come together we can't unify Europeans are quite aware of the lessons we tell instill in our children they know that if you spend a season training two children with the same ability for an athletic competition and you make only one wear heavy leg weights and arm weights but both do exactly the same strenuous exercise each day the shackles will win once the weights are removed the brother that is shackled the sister that is shackled will win once those weights are removed this is why they're pushing us to spoil our children because spoilage weakens them. It leaves them vulnerable in a world where their parents exercise little social control and therefore there is no position to save them from the agents of the state and wait for them to act out the the impetus, excuse me, foolhardy, impetuous, foolhardy and arrogant insolence that they learned imitating spoiled, privileged European children. Affirm, I struggle to empower Africanness. Affirm, I struggle to empower Africanness. 
August 15th. Critical consciousness is not banned. It is simply smothered behind an ever-growing avalanche of shit. What that means is that if the destiny of the stuff doesn't blind you, the stench will surely knock your ass out. Kyrie, cheap word. In this cultural context, where systematic inequality betrays the lie of a democratic society, the oppressor science must ask and answer pressing economic questions in such a way as to construe asymmetrically relationship into balance and equal ones. Without this, the illusions of fairness and blindness and blamelessness, exploitation of oppressed people are exposed. Under the weight of such political science, even if the oppressed find the cause of their oppression to have originated with and be maintained by their exploiters, their confusion over the universalization of fault often lies and leads them to believe that their ongoing abuse should be ignored and forgiven against their best interests that are laid to accept that they should be able to see beyond their maltreatment to what is good for humanity and defined, which is defined by their exploiters. They do this even when the external causes of their condition systematically undermine the creation and implementation of any solution that would benefit them. The source of this destruction and those who gain advantage from their forced disadvantage, if they are different, becomes irrelevant because of their internalization that we are all headed in the same, no we ain't, we ain't all headed in the same damn direction and that and that the means no matter how self-sacrificing for others privilege will somehow justify their end. Self-hatred runs deep y'all. <laughs> Affirm, I consistently move toward positive balance and equilibrium. Affirm, I consistently move towards a positive balance and equilibrium. Brothers and sisters, the Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. I don't think I've ever heard the Inye Sesim this late before. <laughs> it's all good. It is all good. Yeah, um, where are we at here? Okay. 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 Yeah, Marcus Scott, we will talk about that. Uh, yeah. Brothers and sisters, um, watch that. Will be this Friday. It was uh, <coughs> while Stack was a benefit concert organized by Stack Records to commemorate the seventh anniversary of the 1965 riots in the American African community of Watts, Los Angeles. The concert took place at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum on August Sunday. August 20th, 1972. The concert's performers included all of Stack's prominent artists at the time. The genres of songs performed included soul, gospel, rhythm and blues, blues, funk, and jazz. Months after the festival, Stack's released a double LP of the concert's highlights. Watch Stack's The Living Word. The concert was uh, filmed by David Wappler, film crew, and was made into a 1973 film titled Watch Stack, 
The film was directed by Mel Stewart and nominated for a Golden Globe Award for Best Documentary in 1974. In 2020, the film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Watch stack. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to play the uh, intro to Watch stack. Once again, the first you'll hear is Richard Pryor. Then you'll hear the dramatics. The dramatics were with stack records, but they were not at the um, Watch stack. They were um, in Europe on tour. After you hear the dramatics and the sirens and the fire that was happening uh, with the Watch riot, then you hear some brothers talking. The first brother you hear is Gerald Thompson, the brother who we'll have on Friday. Then you hear some other brothers. And then um, uh, even Ted Lang from Love Boat, you'll hear him. And then um, then you hear Richard, Richard Pryor. And then after Richard Pryor, we'll uh, come back for more discussion, okay? Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. Give a good listen. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting, or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
up running up our own neighborhood and shit. The they brought the man on, on their own land, man. The whole thing about yeah. it was it, it, it did something constructive for the whole community. That's the only beautiful yeah. thing that you want to offer, man. Ever since that point, man. Thank you, Whitey. Like, for the whole you've never, you've the never seen serious sides. You've now. never seen in the community as many markets. They, they've opened up a Dr. Martin Luther King Hospital. It's more black people in Watts that were formerly on county and state aid are employed right now. Like your, like your mama. Your mama got a job. I'm talking about black people. Like you, nigga. You just on the 103rd. He's not responsible. You know what? You know, it wouldn't do no good to burn over an Inglewood. Them motherfuckers ain't buying second grade meat. Shit ain't getting better. Oh, okay. You know, they're still putting offices off into the area, man. Shit. They making right. money. Yeah, I'm right. But look, but look. You know You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how much that building, that particular building, would satisfy so many niggas. Pacify for little Make them think. That's how we build it. Think is progress. Up until, up until the point that we had a riot, everybody said, those niggas are all right. They're doing fine. Yeah, then when we riot, then when we had a riot, then the white man said, uh-oh, something's wrong. Because these suckers are burning down my store. Now I got to give these niggas something because I thought they was happy. So what did he give them? They changed some for the best, an awful lot of cases for the worst, and some they have not changed at all. There's no difference in watch now watch 65. California is a weird state because they have laws for pedestrians. You know, like you cross the street, they have laws for pedestrians, but they don't have laws for people at night when cops accidentally shoot people. I mean, they accidentally shoot more niggas out here than any place in the world. Every time you pick up paper, nigga accidentally shot in the ass. <laughs> How do you accidentally shoot a nigga six times in the chest? <laughs> uh, well, my gun fell and just went crazy. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, I love Wattstack, man. What's your prior? My guy. Yeah. As you'll be hearing, you know, I'm going to try my best to do some more cutaways and whatever. But, oh, let me do this. Well, I had a piece that I was going to do. but I'll just go ahead and continue with the conversation. Uh, yeah. So... We'll talk more about that maybe a little bit on Wednesday and Marcus Garvey's birthday to to commemorate Marcus Garvey. We'll have a good good conversation and um, celebrate the 135th year of Marcus Garvey. Yeah. To me, the ultimate Pan-Africanist, a man who could not be, who could not be bought and you hear, and you hear, um, Du Bois at the time, you know, and I, I know Du Bois changed. He challenged because he was into the integration piece, and then uh, Booker T. Washington said, "No, we don't care about it. We want to, we want our own. We want to cast down our buckets where we are and do for ourselves." And of course, uh, the beauty of Tuskegee Institute in Tuskegee, Alabama, is that that's what Booker T. Washington did. They did that, and they built that institution with their hands. And then, of course, his Du Bois challenges of Marcus Garvey and the evil things he said and put some uh, people who to undermine their efforts. Yeah, I tell you. 
Well, and then Du Bois realized the error of his ways, and and then he left his country and moved to Ghana. And he was in he was at the at the attempt to write an encyclopedia of Africa, Africana. Unfortunately, didn't complete it, and he um, died in Ghana. And in fact, at the Du Bois Center is his is his grave. I've been there, so. But this is Black August, and of course, um, Black August is a month that focuses specifically on all the African people in history that have refused to be enslaved or unjustly imprisoned, or that those that have lost their lives in this struggle. Though the month also recognizes events and African historical figures who were born, such as Marcus Garvey. Black August originated as a as a way of honoring fallen revolutionaries. Jonathan Jackson and George Jackson. Of course, Jonathan tried to free his brother and uh, they killed him. And then George Jackson died in prison and sold that prison the, the following year. William Christmas, James McLean, and Kahari Gildan. In an effort to honor and recognize these important dates, I will be inserting important August dates to help spread awareness on certain events that can and often go unnoticed. August 1st, in 1631, the first group of Africans were brought to Jamestown. So Black August does have significant meaning. In 1834, captivity was abolished throughout the British Empire. The Slavery Abolition Act of 1834 in England. 1833 had finally come in, when it finally come to the uh, Slavery Abolition Act had finally came into effect. 1804. 1867, American Africans voted for the first time in the United States, in the Southern states. 1867, in Tennessee. In August 2nd, 1924, activist, novelist, and cultural critic James Baldwin was born. 1924. August. In 1850, the Underground Railroad was started. Of course, the main and big conductor of the Underground Railroad was our sister Harriet Tutman. This is all August. Oh, the hot summer of 1919. August the 3rd, 1919, Chicago Racial Rebellion. And of course, as you know, and you can get that. There were so many rebellions across this country. So many. That's why I understand something, brothers, and it bothers me. Always will bother me talking about ourselves as slaves. We were not slaves. We were captives. A slave is somebody or something that submits its will to a master. We never submitted. We always resisted. We always fought back. Here's I'm going to give you information chronicling that from this from the moment that we arrive here to this very day and beyond. August 7th, 1970, 17-year-old Jonathan Jackson was killed outside the California courthouse as he attempted to liberate three prisoners of the Black Liberation Fighters. His brother was one of them. Jonathan Jackson's death was August 7, 1970. August 8th. 
1950, Mutulu Shakur, the political prisoner, was born in 1950. Dr. Mutulu Shakur. I mentioned him last week. 1978, the move, Black Liberation Group, was bombed in Philadelphia in August 8th. I'm telling you, Black August, a lot of stuff happened. The move in Philadelphia, for those in Philadelphia, I know you remember Wilson Good. What that percussion bomb that destroyed many homes? The move, Black Liberation. August 11th through the 15th. That's right, August 11th through the 15th. And we talked about this last week. Watts Rebellion, 1965. Seven years later, on August 20th, Watts Stack will be commemorating this weekend. August 17th, 1887, the Pan-Africanist Marcus Garvey was born. The Pan-Africanist Black Nationalist leader Marcus Mosiah Garvey was born in Queens Bay, Jamaica. August 18th, 1970, Angela Davis was appeared on the FBI's most wanted fugitive posters for allegedly supplying guns to 17-year-old revolutionary Jonathan Jackson in his attempt to free his brother George Jackson and several other black political prisoners. 1971, the Provisional Government of the Republic of New Africa was raided by the Mississippi police and agents. And of course, um, Mama Tamu Mama Tamu Kenyama and her husband, Baba. And, and, and they were in Jackson. Baba Tamu is from Milwaukee, and she was in Milwaukee uh, last month and, pres- and, and promoting the book and promoting what happened. And, um, and I just talked about it the other day. And so this is what happened. The Provisional Government of the Republic of New Africa was raided by the Mississippi police and the FBI. The book is called 1148 Lewis Street. 1148 Lewis Street, A Long Journey. Mama Tamu Kenyama. Yeah. August. Black August. August 24th, 1831, Nat Turner planned and executed a rebellion that commenced on August 21st. Nat Turner's Rebellion, 1831. 1971, activist and revolutionary George Jackson was killed in 1971. The the following year, after his brother attempted, so August, Black August, the following year. August 22nd. 1843, Reverend Henry Harlan Garnett called a general African strike. He called for a strike. <laughs> right on, Henry. I like Henry Harlan Garnett, though. His brother, you know. 1843, Reverend Henry Harlan Garnett called for a strike. Yeah, strike my ass. <laughs> August 23rd, 1943, 100 years later, political prisoner and soldier in the Black Liberation Army 
Arun Russell Schott was born. August 27th, 1963, Du Bois died in Ghana. We mentioned Du Bois and for his, uh, what he did to Marcus Garvey, Booker T. Washington's challenges and his belief in the talent of 10th, that 10% of us, these pretty much Negroes and, you know, mulattoes, pretty much mulattoes, would be the people who would save us and save our race, you know, until we finally understood that it, it doesn't make a difference. You'll never do it. And then, of course, he moved to Ghana. And then he died in Ghana. August 27th, 1963, Du Bois passed in Ghana. August 28th, the March on Washington. Ten years before that, August 28th, the murder in 1955, Emmett Till was murdered in Mississippi. August 63, the March on Washington, Dr. King's speech, I Have a Dream speech. 250,000 believed to have been part of that. And then, of course, prior to that, which is everybody would definitely argue was the, you know, the main thing that kicked off the so-called civil rights movement was his murder and then the Montgomery bus boycott, which was led by Dr. King with the assistance of Rosa Parks. August 30th, Gabriel Gabriel Prosser's rebellion. Gabriel Prosser's rebellion. 1800, August 30th, 1800. And then August 30th, 1948, Chicago Black Panther Chairman Fred Hampton was born in 1948, Fred Hampton. And, of course, he died in that shootout when they attacked him. I don't know if you've seen, you know, the, the, the movie, excellent movie with Mother Kalula playing uh, Fred Hampton. I am revolutionary, you know. Yeah, traitor. That's what we've always had in our midst. We've always had agent provocateurs in our midst. You know? If you go to Facebook and you go online and go to Facebook and put in Black August, a lot of stuff will come up. I know it's Holly Berry's birthday. Uh was yesterday. Holly Berry. You know, I think she's becoming more of a sister. She's got a brother now, you know. So sometimes it, it takes some time, you know. And Brother Kalanji, that's why I got this information from Brother Kalanji here in in, uh, here in Atlanta. All kinds of good posters, you know, about the uprising. Yeah. Black August. 
Baba Baruti put out a piece for Black August, Ways to Observe and Commemorate. Eat only one meal a day after sunset. After sunset, it's a, a fasting. Drink only water until sunset. Excuse me, drink only water until after sunset. Resistance. Daily workout, solo or in a group. No drugs or alcohol consumption during that period of Black August. Sacrifice. Restrain yourself. No shopping or spending money. No consumerism except for health needs. No fast foods. Resistance. Prepare for Black August. Celebrate. Support Black August. That's what this program today is about. Support Black August. Get fresh vegetables from local farmers. Resist negative influence. Resistance. Study daily. Political education. Black August being a time of sacrifice. It's also a time for fortitude within oneself. Those principles and habits that help us heal and grow as a people. Over the past several years, there have been numerous events, barbecues and strip club promotions, all types of madness in the name (laughs) of Black August. Many have come to the conclusion that Black August is an additional Black History Month, while others utilize it as a holiday or celebration to promote and endorse various forms of American-African capitalism. Unfortunately, many of our people are clueless as to what true power is, so they are motivated by the illusion of power. Understand, before I finish reading this, understand what power is. Uh, I had an NEA say some uh, with... um, Abba Kweku, um, Dr. Wade Nobles. Dr. Wade Nobles, about 20-some years ago or more, I, I read a piece and heard a piece on power that he had stated. And I felt it was the most definitive definition of power. Because we talk about power not truly understanding what power is. Power is not money. Power is not political influence in voting. Power is not voting. Power is not education and information because if your education and information is flawed and inaccurate and limited, which it is, no, no power from that. What power is, brothers and sisters, is the ability to define reality. And you shape it and fashion it in your image and in your interests. That's what power is. The rest of that quote from Dr. Wade Nobles is the ability to define reality, then have others accept your definition as if it's their own. That's what the Caucasian did. He exercised his power by defining reality and made others accept his definition as if it's their own. And the question that we need to ask ourselves 
is who are we in Europeans' reality? Well, first we were the soulless people, justifying our captivity, justifying taking our land from us and enslaving us and, and, and colonizing us. No culture to speak of, no traditions, superstitions. Who are we today, particularly in this European American reality with thugs, drug addicts, drug dealers, no fit fathers, no fit mothers, uneducatable, justifying mass incarceration, justifying the, 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 the plan to eliminate us. population control justifying our denial that's what power is in order for us to have power we must be a self-defining self-respecting people that's why I'm saying this program is about independence self-determination liberation and sovereignty for African people that's when you have real power. That's when you control your land, your resources, when you control everything about you, your image, your narrative. That's when you control everything. And I don't want to impose that on anybody. I'm going to make sure that we have it for ourselves. And we are proud to be who we are and to state who we are. That's what power is, brothers and sisters. I don't want to hear a damn thing about somebody talking about we're going to empower the people. No, you ain't. Real power is the ability to define reality. If you can define reality for yourself and exclude all the other interlopers, all the other charlatans, all the other scammers, all the other evil-ass people, you got real power. That's real power. And I don't want to impose it on nobody. I hate what the European has done. I can't stand their ass. Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. Okay. Power. Minister Huey P. Newton, co-founder of the Black Panther Party, stated, power is the ability to define phenomenon and make it an act in a desired manner. Power is the ability to define phenomenon and make it an act in a desired manner. And herein lies the foundation of Black August. Black August is about resistance. It is an annual commemoration rather than a celebration of our political prisoners, those who lost their lives during the 1970s in the gallows of California, along with the hundreds of who are currently languishing under torturous conditions and being denied their basic human rights across the United States. In 1979, the concept of Black August manifest outside the gates of San, San Quentin prison. In response to a number of assassinations, state-sponsored executions, and deaths related to the denial of medical treatment, one such case was that of Katari, Gildan, a disciplined and principled leader in the black prison movement 
who became the last man to suffer a black August-inspired death. On August 1st, 1978, Qatari was physically, was, was playing football in San Quentin Adjustment Center prison yard when he tripped and hit his head on a pipe sticking outside of a brick wall. Qatari was taken to the infirmary with severe head injuries and held there for hours. The doctors in the infirmary knew immediately that they could not help him and that Qatari should be taken to a public hospital. However, the prison refused him the much needed medical care, stating that they don't have enough security to transport him. Qatari Gilton would lay in prison infirmary, infirmary long enough for authorities to see that he was gravely ill before a decision was made to transport him to Ross Hospital in Marion, California for a brain scan. After several additional hours of not being able to attend, he was transferred to San Francisco General Hospital where he made his transition. During the tenure of his 11-year prison sentence, Qatari Gildan's leadership, courage, and accountability made him legendary, and he quickly became one of the most hated targets by the California Department of Corrections. For years, up until his passing, the prison paid off a number of in inmates to kill him and also hired fellow convicts to file bogus charges in an attempt to set him up for for more time. They were unsuccessful. Many believe the prolonged medical treatment which ultimately led to his demise was the prison's opportunity to legally neutralize him. Along with Katari Gildan's death, the roots of African or roots of Black August date back to the 1970s with the murders of three young men on the yard of Soldad Prison. These men, 21-year-old W.L. Nolan, 23-year-old Alvin Miller, 21-year-old Cleveland Edwards were involved in an altercation with members of the Aryan Nation when corrections officer Opie Miller, an expert marksman, opened fire and wounded the young men. The brothers were left on the prison yard for 20 minutes until they were all bled to death. According to witness, inmates made efforts to carry the wounded inmates off of the yard and were forced at gunpoint to cease their attempts. Four days after the murders, prison guards, a prison guard was beaten and thrown from the prison tier to his death. George Jackson, Fleeta Drumgo, and John Kutchlitz, known as the Soldad Brothers, were accused and charged with retaliation. George Jackson, who was arrested at the age of 17, was serving time for being a sentence to one to 70 years for allegedly robbing a gas station of $70. George Jackson was a close comrade of W.L. Nolan and was well on his way to becoming a recognized writer, freedom fighter, and cultural icon. 
shortly after the murder of inmate Nolan Miller and Edwards and the charges was brought upon the Soul Dad Brothers, George Jackson released his first book, Soul Dad Brother, The Prison Letters of George Jackson. He was quickly thrusted into the international spotlight. Jackson's recognized prison leader and organized study and shared revolutionary philosophies and politics. In addition, he developed and taught his team a bastardized martial arts fighting system. Huey P. Newton later, later drafted George Jackson as field marshal of the Black Panther Party. On August 7, 1970, George Jackson's 17-year-old brother, Jonathan Jackson, entered the Marin County Courthouse armed with several guns, armed with several guns, including a M1 carbine demanding the release of the Soldad brothers. Jonathan passed guns to James McLean, who was on trial for stabbing another guard, William Christmas and Rochelle McGee. Jonathan announced to the court officers, okay, gentlemen, we will be taking over from here. Taking hostage was Judge Harold Hurley, Deputy, Deputy District Attorney Gary Thomas, Juror Maria Elaine Graham. The four men hopped into a van and attempted to escape when police opened fire on the vehicle. In the, in the aftermath, Jonathan Jackson, William Christmas, and James McLean, and Judge Harold Haley were killed. The guns which were allegedly bought by and given to Jonathan Jackson by freedom fighter Angela Davis made her fugitive, made her a fugitive hunted by the FBI. Richard Nixon, then president, declared Angela Davis a dangerous terrorist. One year later, August 21st, 29-year-old George Jackson was assassinated by San Quentin prison guards after they claimed he smuggled a pistol under <laughs> I remember that man. They said they put the pistol in his afro. Said they smuggled a pistol under an afro wig. Returning to quarters after a visit with his lawyer. The government-sponsored assassination sent a ripple effect across the globe George Jackson's murder set off a rebellion in which three prison guards were killed. Six brothers were accused and labeled the San Quentin Six. Jackson's assassination had such an impact that it is said to have ignited the African prison rebellion, which took place two and a half weeks later at Attica's Correctional Facility in New York. And I'm and I remember the Attica prison. In fact, I was listening to NPR uh, earlier this year or maybe late last year when they talked about the prison, what happened at Attica prison. And man, and where Rockefeller, Nelson Rockefeller, who was, I think, governor of New York at the time, ordered the shooting. There are only a few key reasons why we have continued to commemorate Black August, resistance for 40 years since its inception, 
It is important that we keep the spirit of Black August resistance alive and well in its proper context. And we must be clear, Black August is not a fad or just an event. It is a practice. Each year in the state of California, over 300 prison inmates are placed in lockdown if they are caught with any literature or paraphernalia retaining, pertaining to Black August. On August 5th, 2016, the FBI's National Guard Intelligence Center put out an anti-resistance propaganda memo with a fabricated warning that Black August was a gang activity and to watch out for increased violence and ambushing of police officers in dark alleys. The memo serves as a form of propaganda used as a age-old scare tactic by the FBI for almost a century, going back to its Palmer raids in the 1919 and its counterinsurgencies plan of the 1960s known as COINTELPROBE. But in the words of poet Maya Angelou, still we rise. All right. Right on. You can join this conversation, dear brothers and sisters, by dialing 215 Four nine zero nine eight three two, two one five four nine zero nine eight three two. We also uh, have a few people in the queue, and of course, you hit star twice, and you can get in on the conversation. Black August, of course, the Haitian Rebellion. Black August, you know, Black August family. Black August is important to me because. The U.S. still enslaves African people via the prison industrial complex. It's a time to reflect, study, and uplift the voices of our siblings who are incarcerated. I say, right on, Kim Smith. The celebration, well, commemoration of freedom fighters past and present. I am a socialist because there will be no liberation of African people under the same system that enslaves my people. Most African people are workers, and it is socialism that puts the working class in a political power, which means black people, most black people are workers, and it is socialism that puts them in, excuse me, family, in the working class of political power, which means black power in its highest form. Brother Nino Brown. Rochelle Zinkyu McGee, a U.S. political prisoner. Brother Zinkyu McGee, the Jericho movement. My good friend and brother, and I can't wait for him to get on the program. Brother Ben Njai sent that along. This is all off the uh, Facebook of Black August. Black August and it's a lot of good stuff. Some updated, some from a years ago, some posters of years ago. You know, all chronicling Black August, just like they had the Black uh, Caravan this this past Saturday, uh, the thirteenth. Um, of course, the Marcus Garvey Day, but uh, the Shrine of the Black Madonna. That is going to be this. Saturday, and also to uh, the Shrine of the Black Madonna and the UNIA, 
the Universal Negro Improvement Association and African American Communities League in Division 421. That's right. Got to make sure we got that in there. You know, speakers, drummers, dancers, singers, market vendors, health professionals, free school supplies while they last, all kind of good stuff to commemorate the birth date of Marcus Mosiah Garvey. It's going to be at the shrine of the Black Madonna outside this area they have there. It's been held there a number of times. So I look forward to you brothers and sisters being there at the shrine of the Black Madonna this Saturday. And and there's going to be a music fest August 27th. That's next, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, uh, August 27th, at the, uh, over on the, the museum, 337 Dragon Place, Dragon Place, that's in the Southwest. They've had a number of things happen there before. So, yeah. So a number of things that happened, brothers and sisters, in Black August, the Black Music Festival. You know, once again, this is not celebrating, but commemorating, commemorating Black August. You know, the Panther Party, all the good things that the brothers and sisters have done. Black August. Yeah, I got a caller. Three four seven, three four seven. Good afternoon. Hey, O.C., what's happening, brother? How was your weekend? Good. What about yours, man? Everything was cool? It was It was, It was. was good, nice and quiet, you know. The weather was nice, so the Negro was out acting <laughs> the fool. So yeah, well, you, you know, know that. how that goes. Yeah. The only thing at this stage of the game is that you hope the Negro don't <laughs> kill nobody. That's, that's you great. You know what that's I mean? <laughs> I was laughing with a brother the other day about when we was coming up, man, mm-hmm. and we fought every day. Every yeah. day hey. you, you was knuckling up with yeah, somebody. With somebody. Something was happening. It was yeah. a, a right of passage. Yeah. Now the day we was we was sitting in the park, mm-hmm. and these young boys they must have been around twelve years old. They got into it. And it was a damn shame. Boys couldn't fight their licks. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I well, was like, this is embarrassing. Did you, you know? You know, I, I, uh, when a brother called, a brother Stanley out of Philadelphia uh, called this morning and we got into some conversation, you know, pretty much some of the things that you say too, you know, excellent, good conversation. So I didn't read the announcements and so forth till later in the NA SACEM and what the NA SACEM said, you know. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, man. That looks, that looks good. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, what it said was how our, our young people, you know, are, are bred to be weak. You know, to be weak to be spoilage, you know? You know, because, you, know, be, you know, before, 
it was like you know you got to be two times as tough you know right you know to to be and but now it's like there is no uh and and then let me try to find that and so i can just read a little bit of that okay yeah but these these kids these kids today all all they do is play with knives That's and guns. Right. They want to, they want to jump one another. But when it comes to fisticuffs, no. they ain't got no skills whatsoever. No. And what's so funny is my, my 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 brother, my brother is a correction officer upstate, and mm-hmm. he always tell me, man, when they come up upstate, they get the rudest awakening in the world because mm-hmm. they got they got to fight. You know, if they if, if yeah. they want to protect them themselves, and most of them become nothing but punks, because they ain't never learned how to no. how to properly throw a punch and do all of those necessary. No, things they succumb to weakness, man. Themselves. Right, it was because I had older brothers. Mm-hmm. So my older brothers, man, they was like eight, nine years older than me. So man, when I would come upstairs. Man, and they oh, they would be like, man, you better go back downstairs or we go whip your behind. Man, they showed me how to fight. Man, I used to, I used to be a little terror. You know what I mean? Now I ain't saying I ain't got my behind whip quite no. a bit. I ain't yeah. gonna never say no. Even, I ain't never get hey, my listen, behind me, even but though, I could show enough to defend yeah. myself. And these kids today, they couldn't do it. I was sitting there, I was sitting there, and I had a flashback to when I was a kid. I said, "Man, it would took me three minutes to destroy this kid. It's that long <laughs> because they don't, they just don't have no type of right. skill." And I mean, the kids today, they don't have no real interpersonal skills. They don't know how to talk to one another. They don't know how to communicate, man. You know, the white man has really done a number on yeah. how we cultivate our relationships with one another, man. How we Well, listen to this. Let's, how we, listen to this. Listen to this. Yeah. August 14th. I read it. I'm going to read it again. Black Power. That's Mukasa. Mukasa, uh, Brother Mukasa's Dada. He has been on the program, Brother Willie Ricks. And his son has been on the program because his son is a doctor, especially when the pandemic first happened. Brother Mukasa, Black Power. The person who struggles to attain goals is stronger than the person who achieves them without self-exertion. Europeans understand this, and they know that true equality and opportunity can never be allowed in a Caucasian supremacist system. Why? Because we have historically struggled much more than they have in every facet of life, and they would lose hands down in an open, fair competition. There is a reason why. That at the same time we tell our children that race no longer matters. We still tell them that they have to be two to three times as good as their European peers in order to beat them. Why we tell them that are the best yet? We train them to work for others. And why do we tell them that can't died before they were born? So you can't tell you, you can't say can't. But yet we tell them that a powerful global African nation is impossible can't. Europeans are quite aware of the lessons we instill in our children. They know that if we spend a season training two children with the same abilities for athletic competition and you make only one of them wear heavy leg weights and arm weights, 
but both do exactly the same strenuous exercise every day, the one that is shackled will win because once the weights are removed, you'll be faster and stronger and better. This is why they are pushing us to spoil our children, to weaken them. And it leaves them vulnerable in a world where their parents exercise little social control and therefore there is no position to save them from the agents of the state and wait for them to act out the impetuous, foolhardy, and arrogant insolence that that learned to intimidate spoiled, privileged European children. Spoilage. We are hey, children are spoiled. Nothing there is not true. Yeah. That ain't a single word that's not true. It's Baba you Baruti. know what I mean? Yeah. That's Baba Baruti, but, man. We are spoiled. We're spoiling the re- these kids, man. It's the, like the you reality, said. The reality is, in a lot of ways, we have been taking the manhood programs that were presented at a time and grew them. Right. We basically do things for a period of time. And then we stop and we become disconnected from one another because Mm -hmm. of the enticements that the white man gives us. It's just like, think about this. All of the people at this time that Baba Baruti is educating, Marcus Klein and the rest of them, why are they not coming together and building the secret society to be able to move forward and develop our people. Because mm-hmm. we don't, as part of our training, try to let them know that that is the important. Once you complete your task, you're supposed to come together and then build upon the completion of your task to take your people to the next level. So yeah, you'll be able to go out there and hopefully become educated and all of that. And seven out of 10 may work for African people, but the other three will be captivated by the European mm-hmm. and do his dastardly deeds. You know what I mean? And forget the lessons that were taught, not totally forget, but forget enough of the lessons to where as they don't develop and grow upon it. That's what we're missing. We're not bringing together our brothers and sisters to work as a collective to develop our institution. That's why we don't have no institution. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't see churches, mosques, fraternities, sororities mm-hmm. as African institutions. No, I just don't. No, they're not. They are not. You You're is. most correct. They are not. Churches, okay. churches don't bring us together. These damn church churches. Christianity is not a unifying religion. It's an individualistic religion. I'm right. saved. I'm saved and highly favored. But your family is but going to hell. They, your community is going to shit, but you saved. But no. imagine if they work collectively, Oshi. See, I always use this, and nobody never really wants to address it on the manner in which they do. 
and I always go at your boy, no neck, Roly Poly Martin with this. You a frat man. You always bigging up the divine nine and all of that. Why ain't all those Negroes download your app? Mm-hmm. Why ain't they got their wives or their husbands downloading your app and mm-hmm. making sure that they spend a little bit of time on your app so that you could develop it, grow it, and build it for what you say, black people? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You're a joke. Yeah. That's like the church. Dr. Clark talked about why, and we could do it through the church, mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. we don't have an underwear um, pipeline where, 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 where we develop and manufacture socks and then build from there, have all of the black mm-hmm. churches you know what I mean? Just little things like that are so easy. But the Negro would never want to do that because they feel if they do that, they offending the white man. <laughs> fear, it's man. Seriously. It's a seriously. fear. Yeah. Because it's no, it's no reason for it not for it not to to be. Everybody wear underwear, right? Mm-hmm. I hope. I would hope. So why? So why? You know what I mean? It's just, it's just silliness, man. Mm-hmm. It's just silliness. You know, why why can't we start a a black t shirt, um, um, you know, manufacturing and and just write church symbols on it, and the church members buy one t shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine what that would do for sales to them be able collective economics and things of that nature. Nah, we not doing that. The church ain't coming together, nothing, doing nothing but having conventions and giving it to one central family. I'll never forget when I was a kid, Oshie. I'll never forget it. I think I must have been around 10, 11 years old. So that must have been like 40 40 years ago, 40, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. I went with my grandmother, God bless her beautiful soul, to a convention, a church convention, right? Mm-hmm. And I figured out at that time from listening and observing, all of that money that they was collecting was going to one family, bro. Mm. And that's where, and that even, and at that young age, I was turned off from that that nonsense. That turned me, that turned me off to the nonsense. Mm-hmm. I tell you no more, oh. I tell you no lie, it turned me it turned me off to it, and ever since that point, I could never get into it because I know it was a con, it was a serious con game mm-hmm. going on on African people, and that's all, it, and that's and that's all it was, and it's all it has been. Mm-hmm. You're not saving, you're not saving souls. No. You're not really building no. institutions. Now, no. there are some preachers that are. Well, let me I say it this way. I can tell you one, Buster Sorry. Yeah, I mean. Buster Sorry, he's doing, he's doing what a preacher in the church should is do. supposed to do. Right. But, not, but, see, but see, let me say this about that because there are so few and far between. You know, there are some that have built uh, uh, retirement homes, uh, convalescent homes, some that have built other no, communities, schools, community. few schools. You know, although I'm not definitely in favor of no Christian schools, 
you know, because of deeply more deeply indoctrinations, you know. But by the same token, it's trying to do more. But the bottom line is churches do for themselves and do for those who are in control of it. And they have those ministers and deacons and so forth, everybody making money. And the majority of the the majority of the people in the church who give all that money are women. Are women. You know? So no man. They uh -uh. Yeah. You know, I mean, the 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 the, the way they do mm-hmm. some of the church mothers, you would you would say that they were that they were doing the scroll or something. The way that they manipulate they manipulate them. But oh, she put me on hold. I got to do something right. All right, well, I'm about to go off, Jay. I'm about right. to go. I appreciate you, man. Come be back on Wednesday, Marcus Garvey's birthday. Tribute to Marcus Mosiah Garvey, right. dear brother. And then on Friday, Wattstack. A, con- a tribute to Wattstack. We got one of the brothers that was in the video and all kinds of other good stuff, man. So I look forward to it, okay? All right, brother. All right, brother. Peace. Yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward. This is a, like I said, by the time I come back, I only have a few more days of of uh, Black August when I, I get back, I get back next Saturday. Not, I'm leaving this Saturday and get back the following Saturday. Um, because our organization, the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, uh, was um, started in August as well. You know, and we've been holding our convention in August and sometime in August since that time. And I'm looking forward to going to Hartford, Connecticut and seeing many of the men and women that I have not seen in quite a few years and I'm looking forward to it. So so brothers and sisters uh, we're going to go ahead and end the program. Had a good time today. Thank you brother Stanley for giving a call and I hope you continue to listen and all the other brothers and sisters continue to listen. Brothers and sisters we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people, lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they sure in the hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, continue to commemorate Black August, help understand why it happened, all the things that happened in this month throughout the many years and centuries and centuries. Meditate, do some of the things that Baba Rudy in this piece told us to do, you know. Do those things. Save time. Make it happen. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep means go in peace. Esante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodier. Bibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. I'll see you on Wednesday. The birthday of the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey. Peace, family.